Welcome to the Salty Hair Self-Care Conversations. Join me, Claire Fole, as I chat with thought leaders, wisdom leaders and self-care believers as we explore what taking care of ourselves looks like. Welcome to this Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. Today I am chatting with Sam Payne from the Pink Elephant Support Network about pregnancy loss and her journey around this and founding um, the Pink Elephant Support Network and it's particularly timely as October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month and I have to say to you that I cried through a lot of this interview. Uh, Sam is so open and generous with her sharing of her journey um, through a number of miscarriages um, and the work that she does now in supporting and holding space for women who are going through this journey. Um, she describes women who are going through miscarriage, who are trying for another pregnancy after a miscarriage as some of the bravest uh, people and it is just such a, a beautiful acknowledgement and celebration of that and, and I really um, agree with her. And So if this is you, I hold you deeply um, in my heart and we dedicate today's episode to all those women, all those couples who have been through pregnancy loss and to those mothers who aren't in their arms but who will always be in our hearts. And I just want to say that if this topic is too tender, if it feels upsetting to listen to these stories, um, that it may be a trigger. And so I ask you to listen with discernment um, if it's the right thing for you. And if you do need support, um, please do reach out. Um, Sam shares her details. Um, they have a number of online support communities and networks. So I hope you enjoy this beautiful, this sad, this hope-filled episode. So welcome to this Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. Today, I welcome Samantha Payne, and I'm going to introduce you to Sam in just a moment. Um, but first, I wanted to invite you, Sam, and everyone who's listening with us to take three big deep breaths um, all together just to open up this space. And as we breathe together, our hearts start beating together, which I think is just a beautiful way of, of starting this time. You might want to close your eyes or lower your gaze or um, just soften and let yourself take a moment. So we'll take a deep breath in through our nose and let that go out through our mouth. In through our nose and out through our mouth. And in through our nose and out through our mouth. And as we open this space, just take a moment. You might want to touch the land underneath you or just become aware of it. 
and acknowledge the traditional custodians of the places where each of us sit. I acknowledge the Gurringai people as the traditional custodians of this land. I recognise and respect their cultural heritage, beliefs and relationship with this land since time began. I pay my respects to elders past and present and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first people of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land and culture. I support the Uluru Statement from the heart. And as we get started, I set the intention that our conversation will be a source of joy and soul connection for us as we explore the ideas and wisdom around self-care and the journey of miscarriage. And that these ideas might be valuable and useful for those listening and that we will all receive what we need to and collectively feel connected and nourished. So welcome, Sam. Hi. <laughs> Uh, I was reflecting on when we met. It was about four years ago. Mm-hmm. We were um, in a mastermind together and we were both in the very early stages of our business journeys. Um, you had just co-founded the Pink Elephant Support Network after going through your own miscarriages and you had experienced that there just wasn't the support there for women and their partners that you needed and, and so you decided to do something about it. Yeah, um, And so here we are three years later, you've helped over 15,000 couples. You've been named Telstra's Business Woman of the Year in Purpose and Social Enterprise. And you are still on a mission that no one should have to work, walk the journey of miscarriage alone. So welcome, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> I also wanted to say a really heartfelt and personal thank you. Um, I have had a couple of my nearest and dearest um, go through journeys with miscarriage and it's been so painful and challenging. But to know that Pink Elephant are there providing them with support and also as a friend, um, providing me with support and guidance has been so valuable and helpful. So thank you. You're welcome. It's a privilege that we can be there for women and their partners in this time of need and that we can offer women and their partners what we weren't offered and what we couldn't find for us. I think that for myself has been extremely cathartic and that's helped me to heal and to move on by being able to give back to others and ensure that they don't feel the way that I potentially did when I was going through my own journey of grief and loss. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to... I haven't done this before, but I um, yeah, I wanted to dedicate today to all those women and their partners um, who have been through pregnancy loss and to those bubbers who aren't in their arms but who are in our hearts always. Yeah. And that's really what I wanted to talk to you about today um, was how how we can take care of ourselves and. Um, and keep a sense of who we are through a miscarriage or miscarriages. Um, and I thought to do that, we, if, if you're comfortable with it, we might start by hearing some of your story. Sure. Um, so like you said, we kind of met um, about four years ago, which was when I was just going through my journey of losses. Um, so we were really lucky. We already had a two-year-old little girl, Georgie, who's now six. 
and yeah we decided that we wanted another child and a sibling because she was so amazing why wouldn't we want more children and I'd always had the idea that I wanted a large family as well um, and then so we began trying when she was about 18 months and we fell pregnant and I had no idea what miscarriage was what it meant um, but it could even impact me I just didn't really know anything about it I'd already had a child so I expected that it would be fairly easy to have another mm. child I certainly knew nothing of secondary infertility and I fell pregnant started to tell people we were pregnant excited Georgie would have been about two and a half when the second baby would be born there'd be six months between birthdays she'd be a great big sister she was about to start daycare when she turned two so I'd have some time with new baby on my own and she'd be at daycare and growing herself as well and then um that was kind of like the future that we'd imagined and my husband was really excited as well we just bought a house and it felt like everything was going amazingly well um and then we went for our scan and we were told that the sack was a little bit small but that didn't really again there was no explanation of what that could possibly mean in the future and I'm not someone that generally worries about things it's just not in my personality um so kind of we were told to come back for another scan in two weeks and that we might have our dates wrong which would be really possible because I had no idea when my periods were I wasn't didn't have to track ovulation or anything at that stage so we went for another scan a couple of weeks later I'm that naive I actually took Georgie with me to the scan and it was there that I heard the words that just completely floored me and it was I'm sorry I can't find a heartbeat and for me I couldn't understand how you could even not find a heartbeat it was like keep looking you'll find something no, I didn't even associate that then I'd lost the baby um and I immediately went into mum mode started to protect Georgie and had to then get my husband to be called to come to take her away and was just completely thrown into this new world that I didn't understand what was happening and yeah then referred to a GP, go see a doctor, and I had to sit in a waiting room for over an hour, completely devastated because by that point I knew I'd understood I'd lost the baby. Um, and then you went in and see a GP who wasn't my regular GP, um, but he provided me with a sticky note with the number for the EPAS clinic on. That was it. And give them a call and they'll tell you what happens next. You're potentially going to need what's called a DNC. That's it. Literally in and out in five minutes um which felt very wrong um then I did go and have a DNC but I had to wait two days because I couldn't get an appointment because they've that many women are miscarrying that they don't have the services to meet the demands um the nurse at the EPAS clinic was beautiful she really looked after me she slowly explained everything that was going on but I felt like I should have had that two days earlier mm. there'd been this big gap where I had ruminated by myself and internalized all this grief and really struggled. Um, but anyway, we then learned that miscarriage happens to one in four pregnancies and that it's potentially just it's bad luck, statistics, it's, it happens, it biologically wasn't meant to be, all of these reasons and no exact reasons to why it happened to me. So again, my personality is, okay, pick yourself up, get on with things, you'll be fine. We went on holiday, we decided we'll just leave it for now, we won't try again, we'll just go through what's happened, but we kind of just put it to one side and didn't really deal with it because mm. we didn't feel we needed to. We were told it wasn't a big deal and it's common, so I didn't feel like I had a right to grief in a way, mm. um, which I now know in retrospect that's really unhealthy. And then I felt pregnant again and... 
this time I was anxious that this pregnancy wouldn't carry on, was really scared. And, but I had a scan at eight weeks. There was a strong heartbeat. Everything looked great. Everything measured fine. So I was like, okay, phew, that was my bad luck. The last one, I have got through this. Now Georgie is going to be, have a, have a sibling. We'll have another baby. She'll be, by that point, she'll be three. How amazing. And started to plan for the future again. And we went on a holiday um, to Queensland with friends and I started to bleed. And you just know, there's, there's just a sense that you know. And I'd started to lose the pregnancy symptoms. So I no longer felt nauseous. My boobs stopped to hurt and I wasn't as hungry. Um, yeah, so I had this sense, but I didn't want to ruin anyone's holiday because, again, you don't talk about pregnancy loss. Nobody talked to me, to me before. So I kept it to myself for two days. And the bleeding got heavier, the cramping began, and knew that it wasn't just spotting. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went back to Sydney, I told my husband, we went for a scan, and we had it confirmed that we'd lost that baby too. That's when it really knocked me for six, because it was at that point that the self-doubt hugely creeped in for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have I done? Why am I losing these babies? a lot of self-blame which is perfectly normal if you're experiencing that right now mm-hmm. but again I had no one to guide me and tell me that these feelings were normal and that what, I, what it was was actually grief mm-hmm. um, and then I just was a complete mess totally lost I was very fortunate to connect with Gabby via mm-hmm. Facebook group and Gabby is the co-founder of Pink Elephants and she agreed to meet me for a coffee she lived in the same suburb as me and I went for a coffee with Gabby and it was at that point that a light bulb went off and it was that whole, she offered me validation that my loss mattered. She gave me empathy from a lived experience that nobody else could or even had come close to. And it was probably the most meaningful connection I've had in the last four years. And it truly helped me so much. And that's really at the heart of what we do with Pink Elephants. It's all about validation, empathy and connection. And so together we decided that more needed to be done and that women should have access to a support network or a peer supporter, just like what Gabby had offered me. And we started that journey then. That was, yeah, like I said, just close to four years ago now. And we have come on an incredible way since. And I think a lot of it, whilst, yes, I'm getting better at taking credit for what we've created, also it's it's working because women deserve this. Women Mm -hmm. should have access to this. We are not extremely special in what we've created we've finally offered women what they need and deserve. And therefore they're coming to us in their droves. Like there's literally, we support thousands of women now every day. And that's amazing to be able to do that. It really is. So yeah, it's, I guess with myself, it's been a journey of my own losses, my trauma and how I've um, taken that trauma and grown from it Mm -hmm. and being able to identify an unmet need in terms of support and then create that support for other women and that's been extremely cathartic it's it helps me to heal but it's also drives me every day because I can constantly remember what it was like to be that woman at three o'clock in the morning alone in the shower basically passing my baby and having nowhere to turn except people mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't even a phone line to call there was nothing it's just wrong on mm-hmm. every level um, and now that I make sure that other women don't feel that way, then that's it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that um, so openly and generously. And um, I know, yeah, it, it's just so beautiful. So thank you. Mm. And 
so I love hearing about how the what healing you know how how pink elephant has helped you with your healing but as you were going through it what were you doing anything to look after yourself or or what do you look back on and and think oh that could have helped or for me a talker but (laughs) sharing um I wasn't didn't really like some people's reactions yeah I think people were shocked that I was so open and so forthcoming about it and I wanted to talk about it, but I quite quickly noticed that that made me feel better. That mm-hmm. if I shared, I felt better. I felt a sense of relief. So, and I also wanted to acknowledge the babies. Like mm-hmm. I'd created those, that life inside me. I'd held those babies inside of me. I wanted those babies. I had hopes and dreams for those babies. Mm-hmm. I loved them and I still love them and they will always be part of my story. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, feel a need to hide them and that made it sad when people expected that um so that was the way I healed I talked I journaled I like writing I have mm-hmm. my journals and mm-hmm. then sometimes I'll go back and I'll have a look at them that really helped me um, and I also started yoga which was something I hadn't previously my personality is not very suited to yoga mm-hmm. I like to run um, but I identified that I needed to find a way that was self-care that would soothe and calm me rather mm-hmm. than bring me up and make me in that fight or flight, which mm-hmm. I, I enjoy being there. I'm quite like driven and passionate and crazy and people associate that with me and that's fine. But I identified that at this time in my life, I needed something different and that it felt good to slow mm-hmm. down for a portion of the day. So yeah, mm-hmm. yoga helped me journaling and talking. Um, and no, and then I started to prioritize things like sleep. I hadn't slept properly because my daughter at the time didn't sleep. Um, funny because my now two-year-old boy is exactly the same. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blessed with children that sleep through the night. Um, but I identified that that was important, and we needed to try and make that happen because again, I never knew the importance of sleep. I'd never needed to. Um, and I just little parts of me I started to put back together um, I did do a lot of boxing things off mm-hmm. and things in a corner I didn't really deal with the grief if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of I've learned since it's called translational grieving it's a typical style for men mm-hmm. whereby you can box something and then you work on something else really hard and okay. that's what I did with pink elephants okay. and um, there's no right or wrong way to grieve and that should be acknowledged. Mm. Um, for me, that worked at the time. Um, there was probably a tipping point with me when it didn't work anymore, and that was when I was um, pregnant with Johnny, and who was now, there's a term, a rainbow baby. Mm. But a subsequent pregnancy is just full of anxiety. It's a really difficult journey, and it's often, again, not, not acknowledged, not talked about. You're meant to feel grateful that at least you're pregnant again and that, you're one of the lucky ones you're going to have a baby now but there's no one there to walk beside you and support you in that anxiety Mm. and again I fell through the gaps there was no support I was also building the pink elephants and writing content every day around pregnancy loss Mm. I didn't realize how triggering that was and then I do believe that a lot of that led me to um experience postpartum anxiety with Johnny Mm um and I got to about four months with him and I was complete mess there's no other way for it I needed medication I needed clinician support I saw a psychologist and that she again 
helped me rebuild myself and I think a huge thing we lost is it's um it's trans it's transformational your whole Mm. foundation shift Mm. your values shift um you have a new perspective on things and I hadn't really taken the time to process the losses I'd gone through and to reassess what my values were and what I wanted to be as a person going forward and who what my identity was and I also never accepted that I was going to have another baby and then all of a sudden I did have a baby in my arms and I was like oh I hadn't almost mentally planned or prepared for it as you would within a normal pregnancy mm-hmm. um so it was a huge it was really really difficult and I yeah massively advocate whilst we offer peer support which is mm-hmm. a connection with another woman who's been through or is going through what you're going through and that's a huge benefit emotionally and mentally but we also really are passionate about clinical support and identifying that pregnancy loss is is an indicator for anxiety or depression. Mm. 33% of women who experience a miscarriage will have clinical symptoms of anxiety or depression for up to three years. So it's really important that you have a circle of support around you that can identify when you're needing additional support from a clinician. Mm. And that you find um, a clinician that you resonate with who can help you and has an experience of perinatal loss, particularly mm. for us, early pregnancy loss, which is often a disenfranchised grief. Mm. Society doesn't talk about it. Everyone expects you to be better the week after a loss because it was early. At least it mm. was early. At least it was only five or six weeks or 10 weeks. And it doesn't matter the time that you lost the baby. That's, that's completely arbitrary. Mm. Um, what you need is a validation that your loss matters and your babies mattered and that so many women are not receiving that still today and it's just it is heartbreaking it's really really sad mm-hmm. and then we do our best to put this circle of support around a woman and that's her immediate friends and family and then in addition to that work with healthcare professionals on how they can change their language to be more supportive and whilst we know that medical language has a place like mm. I know that I needed to hear DNC or ERPC but I mm. actually want my baby referred to as product of conception yeah my baby yeah I don't need that yeah. so we'll advocate for things like that as well um and then it's just all around ensuring again that validation piece that mm. give a woman and her partner the permission to grieve mm. and acknowledge that the loss of a baby is bereavement no matter how early or how small Mm. Mm. yeah yeah huge things Mm. yeah Mm. and I I mean thank you that and it's such a comprehensive kind of um you know I think self-care is it's physical it's mental it's it's spiritual it's emotional and and you've really and given us such a full picture there and something that really kind of stood out as you were talking was that planning for the future that happens as soon as you get that positive pregnancy test. You can imagine, and like you said, you've worked out, oh, she'll be in kindy, that's great, I'll have those days and this is what we'll do, and oh, there's swimming on that day. And and so your sense of self immediately changes as well. And and so to it's not just that loss of the baby, but it's that loss of the future and that version of yourself that um yeah your hopes and And it it happens so quickly Mm. it's literally confirmed in a heartbeat and Mm. that there is no heartbeat and it just like someone described it to me and I really like this it felt like a trap door opened up beneath me and you Mm. and but the problem was there was no one there to catch me yeah 
that was really hard that you have to find a way to pull yourself back out of this and what we can help we do is whilst we don't want to there's a thing a really beautiful saying around sitting with people in the darkness I don't want to fix you I didn't need fixing I needed people to sit with me and hold my hand Mm -hmm. um you don't even need to tell me it's going to be okay you just need to acknowledge the loss that I've gone through and that in itself is so powerful that eventually I'll start to take my own baby steps when I'm ready to be able to move forward Mm -hmm. but if you can find the friends that will do that for you that's the goal that's the magic that's the empathy that Brene Brown talks about Mm -hmm. so much that we all love and I'm so grateful to her the way that she talks about courage and vulnerability is in that and she mentioned within a um, talk that I watched the other day about the fact that for a woman who's had a miscarriage to be willing to try again and to put her heart on the line like that without knowing what the outcome will be that is absolute courage Mm. and it's and that's what we see day in day out so we've got three online communities and the first is the miscarriage grief and the the shock I've just been diagnosed with this and quite a heavy group for obvious reasons but again it's beautiful in the way that people support each other but our preconception group when women are really willing to try again and Mm. they're scared because what if this happens to me again I don't know whether I can actually put myself through this pain ever again Mm. um and we see women who've had recurrent miscarriage so like more than three miscarriages and yeah I think they're the bravest women that I know and they're so passionate and driven for the outcome of adding a baby to their family and becoming a mum even though they are already a mum but having the baby in their arms and I resonate so deeply with that I was so focused on having another baby and yeah you were willing to put yourself through absolute potential mental torture again for the pursuit of a baby and those women deserve to be celebrated because the strength and determination that they show and the ability to pick themselves back up again from the darkest of places it's incredible it's not something we need to be silenced about (laughs) you need to celebrate these women they're so strong so strong you can't see me but I'm just sitting here with tears (laughs) (laughs) pouring down my face it's it, you just speak about it so beautifully, Sam, um, and I'm so grateful to you. And I think, like you said, it, it's I think that is just such a beautiful rewriting of of for society. Like these aren't it's nothing to be pitied or to be scared of. It's to be celebrated and to be just held there. Um, so I'm I'm so deeply grateful to you putting the words around it, but also the support around it and. Like you said, the I, I, and I've seen it through different people going through different things, but people can say the stupidest yeah. things in response. But to have a community where where women are supporting women, you know, it's um, it, it's the most powerful, um, you know, force that there is. Women gathering, you know. Yeah, completely agree in that. And I don't think I knew the power of women until I went through what I went through. And I think that that's been a really nice outcome for myself. Mm. Um, learning my own strength mm. and being able to witness other women's strength on a daily basis. And yeah. I'm incredibly inspirational. It really is. I know I get a lot of positive feedback for what I've done, but I, I haven't, A, I've not done this alone. There's Gabby's walked every step of this journey with me. Um, I'm just more vocal than the person that will stand up and talk about what we do. Um, 
but she obviously does as much, if not more than myself, but it's not just us. We're a collective of really strong women and their partners. There's men behind mm. us now too, who really do each day use the skills in any way they can to support pink elephants to grow so that we can ultimately offer every couple that support that they deserve when they go through this. Mm. And I interrupted you there. You said there's three groups. So there's the women who have just who are just going through a miscarriage, the yeah. preconception, and, and then, then pregnancy after loss. Wow. So again, we talked a little bit earlier in my journey that when I was pregnant with Johnny, mm. I had a huge sense of disbelief and disconnect, which mm. is completely normal and it's okay to have that. Don't force yourself to try and connect in any way. Mm. Um but I didn't know it was normal and that almost induced more anxiety, which was really difficult. Um, so pregnancy after loss is, again, the strength of women that put themselves through this time after time. I will bow down to you because mm-hmm. I will, I get goosebumps now, I will never forget how hard just to get up every morning was and just to, um, just to be a mum to Georgie or just to function. Was, and it still gets me out of incredibly hard and I had to put a big smile on my face and pretend that I was joyous and grateful Mm. I didn't realize that it would have been okay for me to say actually I'm not coping actually this is really difficult and I need help and I really wish I'd done that sooner because what happened for me was that I lost the first four months of Johnny Mm. because of I hid the way I was feeling it was actually Gabby and my husband who identified it far earlier and help me to get the support I deserved and needed but yeah so our after loss group is all around surrounding yourself with other women who are going through it but also it's beautiful because we've been around for three and a half years now actively and the women in those groups remain in that group when they've had their babies so they've had their beautiful rainbow babies which is an incredible message of hope Mm. and what happens with those rainbow babies is, and the women that have had them, they can offer hope and inspiration to other women who are right there, right now, where they were, they mm. six a year ago. And look, it happens, you'll get there, and look how beautiful this is, and it's worth it. Just, just one day at a time, one step at a time, you will get there. And just, again, validation that it's okay to feel anxious. It's mm. okay to not feel completely connected. It's okay mm. to be scared, absolutely terrified. And it's actually normal to have nightmares. Mm. That's nothing you can really do to control that. Um, But you need to prioritize self-care. You really do need to, at this point, put yourself first and everybody else second. Mm. Um, Because that will ultimately lead to you having a a stronger and a more mentally healthy outcome. Um, But again, what we do at that point is we can identify those women who are showing signs of complicated grief or anxiety and we can say look you probably should consider going to a GP having a mental health care plan and perhaps reaching out to an organization such as the Gidget Foundation who can offer you some amazing counseling specialized in perinatal wellness or your local um, clinician it's completely up to you but Mm -hmm. those prior to our pregnancy after loss group would have completely fallen through the gaps Mm -hmm. and wouldn't have the support that they deserve so it's beautiful as well we see that those women now um, fundraise for us as well so it's, just, it's again it's this circle of we'll support you and we'll hold you in that dark place and we'll help you navigate that turbulent journey of trying to conceive again and pregnancy after loss and then you have this baby and you're internally grateful for the support you receive from this sisterhood of women and then it's like well how do I give back to the next group mm-hmm. of women who are where I was a couple of years ago 
okay, well, I could fundraise for Pink Elephants and therefore mm-hmm. help them to continue to drive this circle and increase growth. And we get such beautiful feedback from women who hold like coffee for a causes for us, or they might do a local running event, anything that they want to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's been, we didn't kind of anticipate that happening. And mm-hmm. Started to happen without any involvement for us, and we were like, "Oh wow, look, we we really did help those people because look how good they are now to give back to other women, and how incredible is that?" Like, mm. really humbling. Yeah, I love that. And as you're speaking, I I I really hear this thread through all of it. Just that um, that validation that you keep speaking about that whatever you're going through at that moment is is valid and and I just love that you know you're really saying that acceptance of self at every step of the way and and in the in the grief stage in the fear stage and and then in that celebrating you know in, in a space where where there's celebration but also still owning all of those past parts as well so it's such a and what's beautiful about a rainbow baby is it's not to remove the past mm. silent nod it's an acknowledgement of the baby's loss and the pain and the suffering and the hard journey you've faced to have this baby that you now have in your arms so mm. it's a really nice time and so yeah we can celebrate babies but we still acknowledge the babies that we've lost and that will forever be in our hearts mm. and both can exist together that's a really common thread also that happens that um you often hear women talk about feelings of jealousy and they feel really guilty for them but they may be jealous for another friend who's pregnant or who had a really easy conception and is pregnant again and they're still trying to have a baby at all and they feel guilty for these feelings but what they need to understand is that a it's normal and again it's a valid point um but it doesn't mean that you're a bad person in any way shape or form it's just part of the process and they're understanding that Grief and joy can coexist and that so can jealousy and celebration and that you're entitled. It's okay to feel a little bit like, well, why isn't it so easy for me? That's not fair. I really want to be pregnant right now. And look, they're all mm. have to can just have sex and fall pregnant and have a couple <laughs> nine months, um, if only. Um, and yes, what we do is offer that validation that all of these feelings, all of these emotions are okay to experience and you shouldn't be ashamed of them. Mm. Mm. I love that. So, at this point, kind of where you sit, is there are there are there any words, kind of, or a message that you have for women who are in the midst of it, in the midst of a journey with pregnancy loss, and yeah, um, stronger than you realise, and um, and that it's okay to feel absolutely any way. <laughs> and that you're not alone that we're here for you our community is here for you and that you can reach out and be part of something and you don't have to you don't have to like our online communities we have so many women who are in there but they don't necessarily post or comment Mm -hmm. and they tell us because afterwards they send us messages and that for them it was just cathartic and healing to be in the presence of other women so again that's also a really safe base for you and that will hold you but the main thing is is that yeah it's okay to grieve mm. and that you've lost your baby and that's really shitty horrible sad and I'm sorry for swearing but I don't care it hurts so bad okay to feel that way and to not feel like you have to be better a week later mm. 
like take your time, put yourself first and keep those closest to you that you know will sit with you in this darkness and that will hold your hand but not have any expectation on you. Yeah. They're the friends that will get you through this. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, and now you're, I don't want to say busy because I don't like the word busy, but you're a mum, you're a wife, you're a friend, you're a businesswoman, you are doing a lot of work supporting and holding others. Mm. So what are you doing to take care of yourself and make that possible? Yeah, so I did reach a point of probably burnout towards the end of last year, really close to it, um, where I, I realised that I was giving a lot and then not actually giving anything back to myself. So this year has been a huge year for me. And yes, yeah, same as you, I don't really like the word busy, but I am. Like I get up at five and I'm on the go the majority of the day. Um, I try and find pockets of time each day, which are for me, and that might be as little as having a cup of tea for two minutes. Mm. Um, I'm really big on the breath work. I think when I can feel that sense of anxiety, that tension in the neck, that overwhelm, that just even three breaths with your eyes down hugely works. I um, had the absolute um, privilege of attending Gwingana or experiencing Gwingana in August this year. Um, it was incredible and enlightening and it felt like I got pulled apart and put back together in a better way. And I honestly wish I'd had that experience four years ago when I was in the depths of grief and trying to conceive again because it was enlightening, that experience. And I've taken a lot away from that on how I can still, like I'm driven and I do run a million miles an hour and I enjoy that pace and I'm way to that. But I also know that there's the two energies, there's the yin and the yang and I'm fabulous at the yang stuff. I'm terrible at yin. <laughs> Awful. Um, and I need to get better at that for sustainability for mm. me last and to continue to give um, one of the biggest things that I have is I surround myself with a tribe my my, my botany mums is the best like where I live the suburb and they I could not do this without any of them they hold me they hold space for me they will they catch me like you said I'm a mum of two small children they help just practical things, school drop-offs, pickups, um, play dates for children so that I can make time and space for this. I mean, I, I work full-time on this now. I'm incredibly privileged to be able to do so. Um, but it's taken four years of juggling and not always being able to have access to childcare because I wasn't paid to do this in the beginning. And yeah. how do you balance that? So I had this incredibly strong group of mums who have sat with me when I went through my losses witnessed me through my pregnancy after loss celebrated with me cried with me and now yeah just have my back and that for me is my self-care in a way like that helps so much mm. yeah I'm still massively learning and I can't yeah, like I said the yin stuff is not <laughs> I need to get better at it definitely yeah. mm. thank you for sharing that I think that's it's such a um realistic and beautiful and and it offers obviously nourishes and nurtures you that you're able to do all this beautiful work in the world so thank you thank you, thank you so much for um sharing all of that Sam I uh, have not cried this much in an interview oh. but I just feel so um so grateful and and so tender so thank you for for all that you've um shared with us 
Um, and where can people find you and the Pink Elephant Support Network? Um, so we're on Facebook and Instagram are our two main communities. Our online communities are via Facebook at Pink Elephant Support. Mm-hmm. Uh, find the groups. They're on the left-hand part of the page. You can join those groups. Or you can also just like our page and see content that flows. And one thing that you can do to help us is to share that content within your mum's groups, within mm-hmm. your networks, because if one in three women are going through this in Australia, the chances are someone's silently going through this within your network. So you can support that way. It's free, it's easy, and it, it really does help us. And we've had incredible growth through that. We have a website, um, which is miscarriagesupport.org.au. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's full of peer-reviewed, evidence-based, reliable information. So it's not Google, it's free in the morning. Mm-hmm. And really beautifully presented resources because they're meant to be designed in that way. They give you a virtual hug when you need it most. So whilst mm-hmm physically present with you we do care about you and what you're going through and that's everything we present has that intention behind it um find our website find our socials and yeah feel free to connect with me as well on facebook and linkedin and everything like that so yeah thank you and i i love on your website you have for the women and then you have for partners for friends for family and just say this don't say this do this don't do this I, I love that I think it's such a um it, it, it's so helpful just to say we've been through it let me tell you so yeah. so someone in the depths of pain doesn't have to thank you and that was important to us as well that comes back to that circle of support and the, mm. the immediate circle of support for a woman going through a loss will be her partner and a partner needs support too they men mm. and partners do um but it's also that friend network. We had so many friends come up and say, well, what do I say? Like, mm. I'm not saying anything because I'm scared of saying the wrong thing. Like, well, that's not really the way that you should look at it because silence is actually more deafening. And yeah. And that feels like the woman feels like then nobody cares. So yeah. have confidence that it's not too difficult. Like, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Like, what can I do for you? I'm here for you. Mm. Like, it's not your fault. They're really simple things to say yeah. that can go a long way. Mm. Uh, yeah, our resources, our partner resources, the most downloaded. Is it? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that's yeah, a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened in. Um, and until next time, I hope you have a week filled with joy and with peace. Big love. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this Salty Hair self-care conversation. I hope you are feeling nourished, connected, a sense of aliveness, the way talking about ideas does. And maybe, wow, I didn't realise there were other people who felt like this too. If that's you, you may be interested in our Salty Hair self-care membership, a beautiful, inclusive community of women monthly online circles and gatherings, regular prompts and inspiration, and a sense of belonging and being surrounded by others who are also exploring what it means to take care of themselves. Membership is currently $25 a month, and that'll be going up to $40 a month shortly. There's a link below to come and join us. If you're listening on iTunes, I would love you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That helps others find these conversations too. And finally, I would love to connect with you over on Facebook and Instagram at Salty Hair Self Care. Until next week, keep weaving joy and peace into your day. 
Bye.